0: Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at the buglepodcast.com. That that bit's important. Welcome to the Bugle Ashes Zoltzcast. I am Andy Zoltzman, and when you say jump, I say, let me just look up the stats on jumping and get back to you. I'm looking back on day three of the Old Trafford Test, and it was another dominant day of basballistics by England, a classic of the SM and m genre. Positive accumulation against passive bowling and field placing erupting into outright boundary-thwacking brutality, followed by high-caliber bowling that coaxed four wickets out of a not particularly helpful surface. Australia find themselves in the unfamiliar position of being completely eviscerated by England on the cricket field. It was the first time in Australia's test history against anyone that they've had three seam bowlers concede 125 in the same innings. And those three seam bowlers all proven champions of the fast bowling arts. Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, 800 odd test wickets average mid-20s between them clattered around as if they were Jane Austen pitching to Babe Ruth, more or less. Cummins did have a slightly less appalling day than he had on day two, but now has two for 206 in his last two innings, and is one for 129 of 23, and this game was his most expensive innings. Prior to these two innings, in 32 innings against England, he'd taken 87 wickets at 21.1. This is one of the great cricketers of the age, reduced to cannon fodder. It was like seeing Rembrandt trying to paint a picture of himself and just coming up with a two-dimensional drawing of a sad-looking aubergine. The main destroyer, Johnny Bairstow, made 99 not out, stranded when Jimmy Anderson was LBW to green, the third not out 99 for England in Test history, the seventh in all, he hit 50 off 31 in the tenth wicket stand with Anderson, then got a bit cranky with the media. In all, it was a classic Bearstow day all round. Mark Wood, once again fantastic, took his 99th, 100th and 101st test wickets. Smith was his 100th wicket. Wood has dismissed him twice for nine runs in this match. Only one England bowler has ever had a better test match against Steve Smith than Wood in this game. And that was Stephen Finn who dismissed Smith twice for just seven runs at Edgbaston in 2015. Since his remodelled action, Wood now has 71 wickets at 24. He had 30 at 42. Before then, the moral of the story, kids, is lengthen your run-up by a factor of about 100%. Chris Wokes added David Warner to his impressive collection of top-order wickets in this series. He's now taken six wickets in both of the tests that he's played in. Uh, He'd never taken six wickets in a test against Australia before in 12 Ashes matches that he'd played. The last England bowler with consecutive six-wicket matches against Australia in the same series was Graham Swan in 2013 and the last Seymour, was Stuart Broad in the final two tests of 2009. And Steve Smith, well, to update his appalling second-inning statistics over the last 18 months since the start of the 2021-22 Ashes, 16 innings, highest score 35, average 20. So England have played an almost perfect game so far, but... Two minor quibbles, given the weather forecast, is for persistent SOG for the next two days. and um, It's possible that we might see no more cricket at all. Hopefully we'll get some at least on Sunday. So did they bat too long? Time and weather will tell, but they left themselves only 52 overs to bowl Australia out on day three. If they declared at lunch, say, they'd have had 66 overs. Yes, they did have another 86 runs, but for a side that has throughout the last year and a bit made a point of trying to begin the wicket-taking process as soon as possible did seem just a little questionable to delay it when there is so much weather around. Obviously there is always weather around and lots of it but this particular weather is of a very wet variety. Also having given themselves 52 overs to bowl they only actually bowled 41 of them and after tea in two and a half hours they bowled 29 overs according to the supposed 15 overs an hour schedule they should have bowled 37 38 so let's say eight overs lost just in that session, to go with seven on day one. That is a lot of overs cast into the winds in a game like this. We will see by Sunday night whether the spurned balls proved costly or not, but to me it was tantamount to deliberately cloud-seeding an extra hour of rain into the game. Stand back, it's a stack-whack. Let's finish with an absolute deluge of stats, England's 592 all out, their joint ninth highest against Australia and highest at home since 1985, scored at 5.49 runs and over the third fastest score of 500 or more in Test history. Behind England's Royal Pindy blast in December and their demolition of Ireland at Lord's in June of this year, they set the fastest 200, 300, 400, and 500 in Ashes history, uh, reaching 200 in the 36th over, 352nd, 400 in the 75th, and 500 in the 96th, all in the top 10 or 12 in Test history for those milestones. England had six players score 50 or more for the seventh time ever and the fourth against Australia, the last time they did it against Australia in England, was at Old Trafford back in 1934. And finally, the difference in run rates between the two teams. England now 4.68 runs per over in this series. Only one team has ever scored quicker in a series of at least three matches. That was England in Pakistan, scored at 5.5 and over in the three-test series in December. And the difference between England and Australia, 1.28 runs per over between England's 4.68 and Australia's 3.4. That is the biggest difference between the two sides' scoring rates in any Ashes series to date. We will update that at the end of the Oval Test. That brings us to the end of today's Bugle Ashes Zaltzcast. I'll be back tomorrow with some more stats, even if it's just stats, on rainfall falling. may the cricket be with you, and more importantly, may the erroneous weather forecasts also be with you, because England really do deserve to have a chance to win this game. Goodbye. You can listen to other programmes from the Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories,